All right, welcome everybody who is joining on the podcast. Right now I am live in the Facebook group, the Personality Diet and Neurotype Training Facebook group, which everybody should be a part of. So if you're not, you should go on to Facebook right now, hit pause on this episode and go request to join the group. And then you'll have to wait anxiously if I approve your request. Spoiler alert, there's a 99.9% chance that I will approve you. I don't think, pretty sure I've only rejected a handful of people when I don't think it's an actual human. So if you are a human and you're listening, then there's a good chance that you'll get approved into the group. So do that. Um, This episode, I'm talking all about food quality. Does it matter? Why does it matter? And if it does matter, what are all the reasons that it matters? So I've gotten this question a few times because there are several people out there that subscribe to the, if it fits your macros philosophy, there's a lot of research out there that would suggest that what you eat does not matter as much as how much you eat. So is that true? Can you still achieve your body composition goals without worrying about food quality? Now, I am somebody who believes very much in removing the labels from food. I don't believe in good versus bad. I don't believe in saying, you know, oh, you should eat this or you should eat that. And I have some science to back that up. And there's a lot of research that would suggest that dichotomous thinking around food, labeling food as good versus bad, is strongly correlated to weight gain. In other words, those of us who look at foods and say, I should not eat that because it's a bad food. It's bad for me. And I am morally inferior if I eat that food. We are high, we are more likely or more susceptible to gaining weight and struggling with maintaining a healthy body weight. So here I am saying that you shouldn't label foods as good versus bad. And now I'm doing a whole episode on why food quality is important. So I think it's like right off the bat, we need to set the frame that just because you shouldn't label foods as good versus bad, that doesn't mean that there aren't some foods that have higher nutritional value. Food has a lot of different things. Like it's not just fuel. It's not just energy. There are also nutrients involved. But beyond that, it also serves an emotional purpose. It serves a social purpose. It can serve a celebratory purpose. It can serve a nostalgic purpose. It can serve a family purpose. Like food has many, many different roles. It can be used for performance, can be used for recovery. It can be used to improve cognitive function. All of these beautiful things that we can do with food. So it's okay when we look at something and say that broccoli for example, has is more nutrient dense than straight like table sugar, okay? Or a cookie or whatever you want to compare it to. It's okay to say that. It's more nutrient dense, just like it's okay to say that a cookie is more calorically dense than broccoli. It's fine. It's fact. It has more calories. Broccoli has more vitamins and minerals. Those are just facts. That doesn't mean that we should say that broccoli is good and a cookie is bad because that is void of all context, right? If I am somebody who restricts and deprives myself and I am literally putting myself into a chronic state of stress 
because of lack of energy. Guess what's going to provide more energy? The cookie and more immediate energy. So in that context, I'm taking the cookie, right? That becomes my choice. Context is important. So just blanket statements around food, not super helpful. So let's understand the frame that while we should not be labeling foods as good versus bad, it is okay to understand nutrient value and food quality when it comes to our choices. So does food quality matter? So here's the thing. When it comes to body composition, there are a lot of studies out there that show when calories and protein are equated, it doesn't matter. First of all, number one, it doesn't matter the ratio of carbs and fats. Okay. That's right off the bat. If you have your calories and protein are basically the same, most studies will show that either way, you're going to achieve pretty much the same outcome. Similarly, there are studies that show that the quality of those choices is irrelevant as long as you're still hitting those calorie and protein targets. So there's been several different ways to go about this, but one study that showed like a super high sugar group versus a super low sugar group, as long as the calories and protein were equated, the outcome was basically the same. So if we can achieve body composition goals with any of, a, of the food choice, right? This is like the, the, if it fits your macros gospel. This is the Bible of if it fits your macros, which is just hit your macros and you can make any food fit. It doesn't matter the quality. It doesn't matter how you get there. It can be Twinkies. It doesn't matter. Just hit your calories and macros and you're good. While true, physically, you can achieve a body composition result. I am a product. I, after going through my struggle with chronic dieting, with orthorexia, with obsessive clean eating, I swung hard in the, if it fits your macros direction, it was like my rebellious phase. I was like, guess what? Fuck you, clean eating. I'm going to eat dirty as fuck and I am going to get lean. So I was like the dude who was bragging about the fact that I was eating donuts and I was eating pop tarts and I was eating cereal and all this shit that I could fit into my macros and still get abs. What I didn't share through that process during my rebellious phase was how awful I felt, was that my digestion was horrible, that I was fatigued all the time, that I had terrible brain fog. I didn't mention the fact that my body was not happy with me, even though it was physically changing, but internally things were not going super well. So yes, we can achieve a body composition result. However, food quality absolutely matters. So let's start with health first and foremost. And I'm going to put the, the body composition conversation on the back burner just for a second. And we'll circle back to it, but let's start with health. Okay. Irrespective of any other markers, like irrespective of any other variables, I should say, just losing weight will improve health markers. That has been proven by research that if you lose weight in and of itself, you will see improvements in certain health markers. However, so again, so the the if it fits your macros crew might be like, you know, sticking their chest out being like, well, see, it improves health it improves body composition. Okay. But let's pump the brakes a little bit and understand the complete picture. There are certain things that influence our health, mainly micronutrients, phytonutrients, vitamins, minerals. One of the most important things that we see in our society is a just 
epic scale of vitamin D deficiency. These things have an impact on our immune system, on our hormone production, on our sense of well-being, on our mood, on our sleep quality. So from a health standpoint, while you can improve health by just losing weight, that doesn't mean that you are optimizing health. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you'll feel your best. So if, you know, and we look at studies, right? They're very controlled. There's a lot of control, like variables in there that are being controlled for. So it's not super accurate uh, um, portrayal of real life. Like my example, personally, when I, I felt like shit, that wasn't healthy, even though health, you know, by getting leaner, I was probably improving certain health markers and blood markers. However, I was feel like my biofeedback was terrible. So for all intents and purposes, I was unhealthy, um, feeling like crap, not sleeping well, brain fog. Those aren't measures of health. So vitamins and minerals, uh, micronutrients, phytonutrients, all these things, like when you look at something like broccoli and all that it comes with. So yes, with the, if it fits your macros crowd, it's like, hey, it doesn't matter if you hit your carb numbers from just straight sugar, cookies, all this crap versus you know potatoes, rice, broccoli. While that's true, you're getting so much extra when it comes to nutrient value out of the more quality choice. I would say that the more nutrient dense choice, like, you know, potatoes, like broccoli, things like that, fruit, all that stuff, you know, with, with fiber, with the micronutrients that it comes with, you're going to feel better. You're going to improve digestion. You're probably going to have better sleep. You're probably going to have better mood stability. Um, your immune function is going to be better. All of these advantages that then make it easier to maintain your health goals, right? So if I have to force feed myself all this crap that makes me feel like shit, it's not going to last. Like people, we, we don't want to, as humans, we run away from pain. We don't want to suffer. We don't want to feel like crap. So while I was getting leaner and enjoying the physical results, because internally I didn't feel good, I didn't keep doing it because that would have been insanity if I didn't feel well. And, and I kept doing that. Um, I was getting sick more frequently, all these things. So we also know that eating highly processed foods will create some sort of a stress response in the body. Um, and then it will also increase inflammatory markers. So that's when we really start to get into some of these issues with like cognitive function, because if we're always dealing with systemic inflammation, if we're always dealing with stress, well, that's going to influence brain activity. It's also going to influence your hormonal profile. It's going to influence certain health markers. So from a strictly health standpoint, food quality absolutely matters. Most illnesses actually are a result of low-grade chronic systemic inflammation. So if we're always consuming really poor quality food, highly processed food, it's this cumulative effect. You might not notice it right away. You might be somebody who eats a poor quality diet overall and you feel just fine. It's the cumulative effect of doing that. Um, you know, most people are deficient in omega-3s, which are super important for, for brain health. Um, so again, when you start to feel like your mood is off and you start to feel like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not performing my best. Uh, my cognitive function is off. Well, if you're lacking in your omega six to omega three ratio, and you're very high in omega sixes and very low in omega threes, omega sixes are more pro-inflammatory, omega threes being more anti-inflammatory, and you are, uh, you know, 
deficient in things like vitamin D or magnesium, or other vitamins and minerals, and you start to feel like something's off, you're fatigued, um, you keep getting sick, you can't focus, and your immediate thought is like, oh, well, I need to change the amount that I'm eating. Well, why don't we fix the quality first and see how much better you feel and, and see if you can start making progress? Because that will disrupt progress, especially if you start to see some issues with your hormonal profile. Um, absolutely, that's going to influence the calories in versus calories out equation. It has to, right? Our decisions that we make when we feel like shit are not going to be ideal. So yes, from a health standpoint, it matters. But then also the implications of that go beyond just health or, or blood work or whatever you're using, biofeedback, whatever you're using to measure that um, extends beyond that. So it also plays a role. So, so right, we know cognitive function, mood, energy levels, things like that will be influenced, but it will also play a role in blood sugar regulation. So if I am just eating like straight sugar and nothing else, um, I keep using that as the example. It's just an easy example. Uh, I'm my, my blood sugar is going to spike super high and then it's going to crash very low. So what happens when we have more of a well-balanced quality meal, we're going to see more blood sugar stability. You're not going to see the, the big spike with the with the epic crash, again, that also influences brain health and mood and how you feel. Also, your ability to improve body composition because it's going to influence things like insulin sensitivity, cortisol, because those are the two hormones, or two of the main hormones, I should say, that play a role in blood sugar regulation. So, if uh, if blood sugar levels get too low, cortisol is going to elevate and and have the role of increasing it, getting it higher. And insulin, um, if it gets too high, will be secreted to bring that down. So there's a balance. If you're constantly overproducing insulin because you're eating a poor quality diet and you're relying more and more on insulin, well, guess what? Not only are you becoming more insulin resistant, which is not a good thing for body composition, but you also are potentially overproducing cortisol because of that blood sugar um, balance that needs to happen. So if you're overproducing cortisol, essentially you're in this chronically stressed state that can be really poor for everything. Like, let's just say it can be poor for body composition, for mood, well-being, for, um, you know, your overall health. Like you can get sick way easier. Um, just not a good place to be. Um, and then when it comes to calorie control, okay? So, if you are trying to lose body fat, right? And the goal is you're going to have to, in some way, be in an energy deficit. Well, it doesn't do you much good if you're always hungry, right? That becomes challenging. I talked about this before where a little bit of hunger is okay, but if you're always hungry, it's going to be very difficult to stay consistent. So, from a satiety standpoint, when it comes to food quality, you get a larger volume of food, the more nutrient dense it is, right? We don't want to be consuming a whole bunch of calorie dense foods because if it doesn't fill you up, if it's a low volume of food, right? Like a, a cookie, you're not eating all of that much. It's a small volume. You're, gonna, you're eating something that's like low volume, high calorie. It's not going to keep you satiated. So you're going to be hungrier. And then it's very easy to overconsume. If I have like a pound of watermelon 
there's a high volume, a whole pound is like 140 calories or something like that. Don't quote me on that. I don't know the exact number, but it's not that much. You can eat literally a whole pound of watermelon and you're getting a lot of volume, plus you're getting fiber, plus you're getting water. So it's filling you up. Again, when it comes to the, you know, just the overall micronutrients that you're getting with those higher quality foods, it makes sense that you're going to feel full longer, more fiber, um, more water. And so it's easier to maintain uh, a calorie deficit if you're trying to lose body fat when you are consuming mostly nutrient dense foods. Of course, there has to be balance in there because we want to enjoy what we're eating. So find foods that you enjoy, work in the fun stuff, the stuff that is lower volume, higher calorie. Of course, you can still work that in. We're just talking about most of the time having those quality choices. So from the calorie control standpoint, there was a study done by Kevin Hall where they did a ultra processed diet versus a, a quality diet, just better food choices. And the two groups were basically, they had their meals that were equated in macros. So like the same protein, carbs, and fats per meal. One was higher quality and one was ultra processed. And then they were allowed to continue eating however many meals they felt like they needed until they were full. So it was like, you can still order, you can still get another meal And this was all done in a lab. They were in basically like a metabolic chamber. So there was really no room for error. Um, And the ultra processed group consumed way more calories and gained body fat. And the food uh, quality group consumed less calories, lost body fat. So even though the same macro balance per meal was equated, the ultra processed part of it, it made them overconsume. Then there's also the activity side of this equation, right? So if you look at calories in versus calories out, now you wouldn't think that calories out, like the amount that you burn would be all of that, all in like all of that impact. Like it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but it is from two standpoints. I mean, really when we look at it from the thermic effect of food, the higher quality, the more fiber, the more that your body needs to process, the more that you're going to burn through the actual digestive process which is pretty minimal. So it's not a huge advantage, but every little bit matters. And then when you look at actual energy burn throughout the day, there was another study that showed the um, just breakfast was equated for calories, macros, the same breakdown, starting your meal with a high quality breakfast versus a processed breakfast led to individuals burning 50% more throughout the day just from the food quality that they had. So same macro breakdown of their breakfast, just different quality. And the group that had the higher quality food burned 50% more calories throughout the day, the rest of the day. So really what it all boils down to is food quality is important. This is one of the anchors That should be a foundational piece in everybody's game plan, focusing on quality choices most of the time and being able to not label foods as good versus bad, but understanding the nutrient value of certain foods and how they make you feel. Most importantly, think about it internally, how these foods make you feel 
And then you should want to make those choices more often because of how good you feel when you eat that way. Also, the quantity matters, making sure you're eating enough and not always under consuming. And then also having enough balance to be able to enjoy yourself, enjoy the process, enjoy, you know, whatever, whatever it may be for you, pizza, ice cream, French fries, whatever your thing is in moderation, enjoy it whenever you want it. Know that it's not off limits. Know that those aren't bad foods, that they all have their place. But most of the time we should be eating higher quality nutrient dense foods. All right. I'm going to wrap up because I'm losing my voice here for some reason. I'm like struggling to get my words out without coughing and ruining the episode. So I feel like we got everything out that we needed to. I apologize. Um, I will make sure that I'm more hydrated or something. I drink a lot of water, so I don't think it's that. Just one of those things. Anyway, hopefully this was helpful and I will talk to you guys very soon.